welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this week we watched and we'll be talking about Detective Pikachu. Jan, do you want to tell us a bit about this movie? I sure do. The full title is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Pokemon Detective Pikachu is a 2019 film. It is directed by Rob Letterman. It is was written by uh, Rob Letterman, Dan Hernandez, Benji Smalt, and Derek Conley. It was produced by Legendary Pictures and stars the voice of Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, Bill Nye, Ken Watanabe, Chris Gear, Suki Waterhouse, etc., etc. It has some uh, archival voices from some of the original Pokemon traditional <laughs> Japanese Pokemon characters, including uh, Ayuke Otani is Pikachu's voice when he's when he's like the Pika Pika. That's an archival voice. Not an archival, sorry. That is the, his, just him. Oh, okay, cool. Jigglypuff is archival. So, Paul, what is Pokemon Detective Pikachu all about? When Tim's father is mysteriously killed, he goes to Rhyme City to collect his father's belongings, only to befriend his father's old Pokemon partner, a Pikachu, whose language he can mysteriously understand. Tim and Pikachu together unravel the mystery of Tim's father's death, which wasn't actually a death, And the mystery of Pikachu's memory loss. And in so doing, they uncover a conspiracy that goes to the very top of Rhyme City. And save the day. And fix Tim's daddy issues. (laughs) The end. Should I say what the mystery is? (laughs) I mean, we're a spoilery podcast. We don't shy away from spoilers. So it turns out Ryan Reynolds is Tim's dad. Yeah. Bum bum bum. And the the mysteriously uh, ominously represented uh, billionaire is a bad guy. What a twist! What a twist! So objectively speaking, how good of a movie is? How good of a job is everybody doing on Detective Pikachu? I think that in terms of, like, acting and voice acting in this one, Ryan Reynolds is, like, the star of this movie. Yeah, for I sure. think that this movie wouldn't be... If anyone else was doing this voice, or if they didn't have as good of someone doing this voice as Ryan Reynolds, it wouldn't have been as good of a movie. I think he makes it. Pika, pika, pika. Not to say that anyone else is doing a bad job, necessarily. I think Justice Smith is is doing great, and Catherine Newton, who plays Lucy, is also doing great. But the over the topness of Ryan Reynolds just like yeah is good. Yeah, I agree. And this sounds like a jerky thing to say, but it's neither of them. the The movie doesn't require very much of either of them, really. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like you could you could swap someone else in, and that movie would still be good. But Ryan Reynolds, it is relying a lot on his personal charisma. Mm-hmm. And comedic timing. And comedic timing for that role. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Exactly. 
What about how's the uh, animation? How's the special effects? Like the premise, if you're familiar, I'm sure you are. This is a mostly live action movie, but the Pikachu are computer animated. Mm -hmm. The Pokemon are all computer animated. How did they look? Um, I was pretty impressed. Especially like Pikachu in particular. I definitely forgot that he wasn't actually there. They mm -hmm. interacted with him. He had really lifelike things. It helps that that they are kind of cartoony to begin with. And so you don't... It's not like there's a fake lion, for example, interacting with this human. It's a fake, fake creature. Yeah. And so it help, I think that helps a lot with all of the Pokemon to, to kind of defeat that uncanny valley situation. I totally agree. They should, like... It is, it is what I expect of them to look cartoony, even in a real world situation. Mm -hmm. And that does, I think, go a long way. And to look a little uncanny and unsettling because they are. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it was, it was really well animated. The visual effects were quite good mm -hmm. throughout. What else do we say? How, how was the mystery? It's a mystery movie. Yeah, it's a detective mystery movie. Um, I think it was pretty well written. I mean, it was uh, not the smartest plot in the world, I would say. Like you like mean? you even said earlier, you know, oh, it's a big shock that the billionaire is the bad guy all along. Like it was not the, like it was fairly obvious. And then that it was his dad's voice inside of Pikachu all along. But it was like the merging of the two of them was, I mean... It was. I think it was just obvious enough to be satisfying. Mm -hmm. So I think it was satisfying, but it also was a little bit... There were some parts where it was a little bit heavy-handed that they never showed the dad's face. I think yeah. it was maybe one or two too many times that they didn't show the dad's face that made it be like, well, he's a big mystery. I wonder who he could possibly be. Yeah, I agree with that. The, Ryan, the fact that Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu was actually the dad in Pikachu's body just to like spell out clearly what we're talking about uh I totally agree exactly they they keep the father's identity a little too secret to the point that we're I think like our kid neither of our kids did but we're like yeah, what's the mystery behind the dad's identity and from a meta perspective he's going to be an actor that we recognize because you're very conspicuously not showing us his face yeah they're just appeared in flashbacks a little bit less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that wouldn't have been such a bright flashing light. Yeah. And likewise, the like, our kids didn't suspect it. For anyone familiar with the conventions of mystery storytelling, it was pretty. It was pretty easy to recognize. Howard Clifford is the like magnate uh, who runs the city, and there's a red herring that his son is the villain it was pretty obvious that he was going to actually be the villain that, mm -hmm. that his son was a red herring and not actually the villain yeah very early on and likewise that like Mewtwo Mewtwo is a big villainous Pokemon and it was the twist that he was actually trying to help them wasn't much of a twist because it there was a moment where they kind of wanted you to believe that Pikachu betrayed them you're like, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
But so, though speaking of animation, Mewtwo was a little unsettling to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's unsettling though. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's meant to be. Yeah, it's the the lack of genitals. That just like, <laughs> I think just, the presence of I genitals don't, don't would make it more have, unsettling. I don't want him to have genitals, but I don't want him to like aggressively not have genitals. <laughs> I don't know. I can't express it in words other than that. <laughs> Anyway, our kids, I think, were satisfied by the twists. Oh, yeah, for sure. They didn't leave them undeveloped for too long till the the kids, like, got bored or frustrated. Mm. They moved the plot, the mystery plot forward, and their revelations. It reminds me a bit of Zootopia in that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, not that hard to put the piece together as an adult, but quite satisfying, I think, for the kids. Yeah. For our kids, anyway. Well, let's move on to non-objectively. How much did you enjoy Pikachu? Detective Pikachu. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I am not a Pokemon fan. I never watched the show. Our kids watched the show a little bit, and I watched it with them. I never played the game. I played Pokemon Go for, like, a hot minute when it was a big fad. But I'm not really a Pokemon person at all. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit after our time. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, it kind of was really great for people who were about three or four years younger than us. Yeah, I think that's right. That's where the nostalgia is. So I don't have the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Hardly at all. But I did really enjoy the movie anyway. I thought Ryan Reynolds was really funny. I thought the Pikachu were funny, like, throughout. Not just Ryan Reynolds, but, like, the premise was fun and funny. You mean the Pokemon? You keep calling... I keep calling them the Pikachu. The Pokemon. All the Pokemon were fun to see and funny. Uh, imp- implemented in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I mean, same, like I was saying, I don't have the nostalgia either. I think I maybe have watched it a bit more than you. I've definitely played a little bit of the, one of the games. And I certainly, of course, played Pokemon Go during the Pokemon Go craze of Ot whatever it was. <laughs> Ot 12? Ot 12, no, it was like 2016, I'm sure. That was what it was. Um, but maybe 2017? Regardless. It was a really fun movie to go to. And I knew that going into it, that it was like, this is going to be a fun little movie to go and see in theaters. And... There was a lot of like laugh out loud moments. A lot there was a there was like a couple of people. We were in an almost empty theater. There was maybe like ten or twenty of us, and there was one particular person who was laughing much louder than all of us. And I think I actually really enjoyed that this time because it felt like I was watching it with a fan, with <laughs> someone who was getting a lot more jokes than I was. And I I uh, I don't always love you know the loud laugher in the theater, but in this case, I was like, I really like like that there's someone here who like is getting jokes that I'm not quite getting because there are times when I go and see like Lego Batman and I'm killing myself because I get all the in jokes, and I wish that I got a few more of the in jokes for Detective Pikachu, but like I don't know, Ryan Reynolds was just so funny. He's just. He made me like Deadpool, and I can't believe I like Deadpool. <laughs> so I have a lot of affection for him. I think this is a better performance than Deadpool. Yeah, I think it's a similar performance to me, but yeah. Yeah, it's similar. It's, I mean, 
this isn't we're not talking about Deadpool. It relied less on crassness, and that uh, makes it depend a little bit more on comedic timing. Mm, true, true. Well, so let's move into the way, 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 way to, 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 to seriously portion of our show. Let's indeed. Where would you like to start taking Detective Pikachu way too seriously? Well, there's a few things, like broad philosophical concepts, but I'm going to start with one of the things we often have talked about in this show, which is, does Detective Pikachu pass the Bechdel test? By which I mean, are there two named female characters who have a conversation about something other than a man? No. Super no. Nope. There's not even two named female characters. Mm, no, you're right. <laughs> I mean, there's the ditto, but I don't think that she's actually named. female actors. Yeah. One is such a bit point part, does not have a name or say a line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Oh, no, there is the... Uh, I the suddenly scientist. remembering. No, there's the scientist. And there's also the news anchor that uh, Lucy steals a jacket from. Right. Does she have a name? I don't think so. She does have a name. I don't remember okay. what it is, but she says her by the name. Like Right. She addresses her by name. So like a half second of yeah. passing the Dictal Test? That doesn't count, really. They, this is a very male-heavy show, a movie. I get the feeling, and maybe this is unfair, I get the feeling that Pokemon is often very male-heavy. The Pokemon, all default male, in the movie, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pokemon themselves definitely all seem to be male. Uh, that is to say, we don't always get pronouns, but when we do, they are 100% of the time male. Yeah. There are no female pronoun Pokemon in the in this movie. And, like, also, this is not really something to complain about, I I think necessarily for this movie but it's a a pattern that we see an awful lot of that this is a movie that is about a father and son Mm -hmm. we just see that a lot yeah so i kind of stepped on what you were saying no that is what like that is exactly what it is and it's uh i mean moving even on from that it's about an absentee father i mean it's just it relies on a lot of tropes that you see a lot like there's nothing really fresh about this other than it's a live action pokemon movie and the like in terms of gender roles there's the absentee father there's the mother who dies to motivate the male character like she Mm, dies before the movie starts but the movie kills her off to motivate tim and to a lesser extent to motivate harry Mm -hmm. and he has a grandmother who apparently raised him who has no role in his life at all I don't even know if we get a... No, we get like a snatch of her in a flashback. Tiny bit, yeah. But like... And again, none of that. The Like a movie about a father and son... Or a son uh, and his absentee father. That wouldn't necessarily a bad be a bad thing. Except that we have seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. I don't know like how many movies we've ever seen about absentee mothers. Mm. Yeah, they're usually dead mothers. The dead mothers. Right? Mm-hmm. And then even the like and the 
father issues are also reproduced with the villains. The uh, Harold and Roger, I forget their last names. Clifford. Clifford. Also, he's an absentee father who's, you know, a workaholic father who hasn't given his son enough attention. Mm -hmm. And we're meant to believe that it's the son is turned villainous because the father didn't pay him much as much attention as he needed to and they're smiling for the cameras but then as soon as the cameras turn off they're griping at each other and they hate each other in real life and all that stuff it's all well worn territory Mm -hmm. and because of that like to do that is not i mean i don't know it was still a good movie but it also like when you retread these things over and over you don't question any of the underlying messages the underlying stereotypes the underlying cultural assumptions none of that gets questioned no it's just accepted as this is even in this fantasy world of pokemon all the uh (sighs) all the very gendered assumptions of relationships stand yeah (laughs) completely so speaking of cultural assumptions what do we have to say about the fact that Pokemon is Japanese? Mm-hmm. It very much all comes from Japan, but this movie is not. I mean, there is Japanese writing. There is uh, very few Japanese characters. I mean, like background even. Mm-hmm. You have Ken Watanabe. Is Japanese? Question yeah. mark? Yes, it's Japanese. Uh Watanabe. Yeah, that, of course. Um, but is something taken away from it by taking it out of Japan? Maybe. I mean, Pokemon was already set within a fantasy world, so it wasn't like it was set in Japan. It was just produced in Japan. Yeah. And I don't know necessarily how Japan as an entire country, which, of course, is made up of individuals, feels about this movie being made, it being very American, but maybe they love it. Um, but it did make me wonder about, like, taking something like this and, like, it's not popular until we westernize it. It's not, you know, we have to take something and put it in the West. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's hard to, uh, because Pokemon is made, originates in Japan, but has been imported to america for decades yeah that can't like on one hand i hear where you're coming from and i think you have a good point but on the other hand the decades of nostalgia that uh north american and like i say american because it really is aimed at america Mm -hmm. specifically both in the accents and in all kinds... Anyway, in all kinds of ways. But the way that... uh, The nostalgic and the cultural heritage of Pokemon as an American product, I think, also exists. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. As an American cultural product is decades old. Right? Yeah. That's a good point. And there is something to be said. You say it's all very American, but also, like, Bill Nye and his son both have uh, British accents. Mm-hmm. You have uh, 
a mixed race kid in Justice Smith. You have uh, Ken Watanabe there. You have you do have like a kind of interesting racial mix, and like it's not like necessarily they're trying to be just like America. That's true. They are showing a, a variety of people, which I give a good stamp of WTS approval to. <laughs> Karen Sony, the uh, Tim's friend at the very beginning. I don't know if you recognize, but he's like Deadpool sidekick. So it's like a, yeah. a cameo, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, he he has a not an American accent. Yeah, he's Indian. So uh, there's that. So it's true, both both in terms of race and also of nationality, we're seeing a variety of backgrounds represented on the screen. Mm-hmm. Definitely true. I think I want to come back again uh, a little bit to gender mm-hmm. and sexuality. Yeah. And like, what do you think about Lucy's role in this movie? Yeah. Because she's the... One female character who's an actual character. Mm-hmm. There are a small handful of blink and you missed them set dressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's an actual character. She is an actual character. What do you think I... of her? I like Lucy. I like... I love Lucy. Ha ha ha. I think that she is... Um... She has a lot of her own agency. She comes into the story knowing things already for the protagonist, but she doesn't isn't there to like be smarter than the protagonist. They're there together figuring out things together. They're um It's not like he comes in and it's not like um Tim comes in and takes over from Lucy like often happens in this kind of movie. It's he comes to her and they work both work together and Lucy has knowledge that he doesn't have, but he has knowledge that she doesn't have. And she also has a hilarious sidekick Pokemon that I think adds funniness to her character of like, why did she choose the Psyduck? Uh, the Psyduck that, I mean, I assume if either you don't care or you've seen the movie, but the way that the Psyduck is like, if it gets stressed, it explodes. And yeah. They really play up the like, He's a very stressed character. Yeah, I must say, like, Psyduck is, is, like, my second favorite character from this movie after Pikachu. It's really funny. Okay, so go on. Um, So I just I just think that Lucy uh, is a good female character. She is uh, strong but flawed. She works together with the protagonist. She's just... And she has her own motivations, mostly. I think maybe that would maybe be maybe where she's lacking is in motivation. But what do you think? Yeah, I essentially think the same that she the two dangers in a movie like this are one that uh that she'll be um the wasp. She'll be the more competent, more knowledgeable person who nevertheless takes a back seat to our male protagonist. Yeah. And I don't think they really do that with her because she's a journalist. She's looking from a different angle and she gets credit within her own sphere, which is a different, like she wants different things from him. And according to the things she wants, she gets them. Yeah, exactly. She gets credit for her competence and is rewarded and achieves professional uh, satisfaction. 
and she actually learns things. There's also a danger of her as Tim's reward. Mm, yeah. And I think they don't really fall into that trap either. There's there's a risk of it. Mm-hmm. They flirt with it. But I think where the movie ends, they don't have a relationship at the end of the movie. No. I mean, they they... If there was a sequel, they could continue to have a relate, but it's not like because of his bravery he gets the girl. No, they both seem to kind of like each other, but there's not like a big kiss moment. There's not. There's like a, kind of almost an almost kiss, but then the ending is about him and his father, not about her. Which it should be. Which it should be exactly. Yeah, the the reward that he gets is his father, yeah. not his, not a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which is a reward that he should get because what he was seeking was his father. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Just like in in narrative terms makes sense as well as in like all the tropes that we complain about so often. Mm-hmm. I was worried about her as a character. Yeah. But I think in the end they did pretty well actually. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen more female characters on screen. Yeah. But for what we got, I think it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, do... Are Pokemons animals or sentient beings? Or what is the deal with Pokemons? Are you saying that animals aren't sentient? No, I mean, like, (laughs) intelligent... uh, Are you saying that animals aren't intelligent? Listen. (laughs) Listen. Listen here. You know what I'm talking about. Pikachu, it turns out when he says Pika Pika, he is speaking in full sentences that other Pokemon understand, that humans fail to understand, but could if the situations were right. And presumably every Pokemon you see, including like a Pidgey flying by, is communicating in full grammatical, meaning-bearing reasoned sentences with like the full intellectual depth of a human so are there animals in the pokemon world then because i didn't see any other animals like there was like a field with that would have cows that had like bisony pokemons in it whatever those are called i don't know so like do they eat Pokemons? Or are there cows we're just not seeing them? Doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm just taking it way too seriously. I think that all Pokemon are fully sentient. Uh, and yes, they do eat them. Ooh, interesting. We're taking that viewpoint in this. And I think, like, I was kind of being a brat, but also not being a brat. That, like, what, on what evidence... Do you argue that animals aren't sentient? Mm-hmm. I think is an actual question <laughs> that we can't understand them. But does that mean that they don't have thoughts? And does that mean like? I think that uh, I do not believe that cows think in a way that a Pikachu thinks. Yeah. But I do think that the uh, analog, the analogy. That they have uh, interiority that just because they can't communicate to us, we assume doesn't exist in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, and Mewtwo communicates with them very well. Yeah, he can just speak. Mm-hmm. For some reason. That's what I think, like, what, do they, when they evolve, do they speak? Or some of them do? No, they all just say their names except Mewtwo. And Pikachu. <laughs> and Meowth. Meowth. <laughs> but only in the cartoon. Meowth can speak. Meowth wasn't in this one. Meowth wasn't in this one. <laughs> can I just mention that a part that I didn't talk about in terms of my favorite part is when Magikarp comes out and is like, oh, Magikarp's the worst. And then he evolves and it's awesome. Yeah. It's just like, it's a great moment because everyone who's ever played any kind of Pokemon game knows that Magikarp is the worst. <laughs> I think that definitely in within this world... We have, we are told, we have no evidence that there are any other kind of animals. So if you see them eating meat, they must be Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know if we do see them eating meat. So there you go. I don't know if we do. So maybe that solves that problem. Maybe that does. <laughs> and uh, Pokemon, like, fighting is definitely slavery. Oh, for sure. But within the world, we kind of address that. Yeah, we do. Because this Rhyme City is where Pokemon and humans live as partners. Mm -hmm. And it turns out the villain wants to, like, steal Pokemon's souls. Yeah. But on the way to doing that, he established a society in which they're given actual self-agency. Yeah. And that's, I think, we textually address. Mm Mm-hmm. That there are no trainers who own Pokemon, they're partners. Right. We, we are told that on the screen. Yep. Anything else you want to say about uh, Detective Pikachu? Is it good? Is it seriously good? I think it's good. I think it's good. It's a good movie. I think it's good. Yep. Is it seriously good, though? Mm, no. I think you might have to have more than one woman <laughs> for me to call something serious. For me to consider something potentially seriously good. Mm-hmm. That is like a minimum bar that this movie does not cross. Yep. Absolutely. So, like, seriously medium bad? At best. Yeah. Good, seriously medium bad. Yeah. Um, what we haven't done in a while, I think, in one of these episodes is mention what ages this movie's for. Oh, right. So I especially want this one in particular, I wanted to talk about because, uh, our eight-year-old did have a little bit of trouble with the, the Ditto character has creepy eyes when she takes off her sunglasses and that particularly just freaked her out. Mm -hmm. And there is quite a bit of, uh, realistic-ish violence and it is for... A little bit older kids. I would say like nine, ten plus. I would yeah. say our eight-year-old was a little young for it. I'll agree. Our eight-year-old liked it mm. and she turned out fine. Yeah. I might call eight like a hard floor. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But maybe if your kid is a super Pokemon fan, they might want to see it anyway. Like there was a, a probably a five-year-old there wearing a Pokemon hat who was very excited to be at this movie. So, I mean... And our Your mileage may vary. Was freaked out by uh, Coraline years ago, mm. and so eyes that aren't eyes remind her of Coraline, which she was really scared of once. And so, yeah, she's bringing in some reasons to be scared. Yes, she's got some Coraline baggage. <laughs> 
I take responsibility. I apologize. Yes, that is entirely your fault. <laughs> yeah, I think all the, like, it's just that it's the realism and the violence that I would say age a it a little bit, bit up. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, younger kids find content, find movies like this boring, you mm-hmm. know, ones where it's, the goal is for his relationship with his father to be, yeah. Anyway. So, this is our 99th episode I'm going to kind of say this, but if you want to have some kind of comment or question that we want us to address on our 100th episode, seriously, like, get it in as soon as you hear this, because we're probably recording 100th episode pretty soon. Pretty soon. Um, And in our 100th episode, we will respond to questions, comments, things that people have said on Twitter and by email. I'm looking forward to that. Are you looking forward to that? So much. So... If you want to get try to get something in before then, you can con or if, if you don't, if you're listening to this and the one hundredth episode is out already and you just have things to say about Detective Pikachu, that's also fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you can absolutely. talk to us on Twitter at WTScast. You can find us at email way too seriously cast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Reddit and Instagram and you know probably have uh whatsapp <laughs> mm, no uh so find us in all those things and let us know what you think we will always be happy to hear it if you like this show if you would like us to keep making shows you can do something very tangible to help make that happen by supporting us on patreon at patreon.com clockworkscast That link is in the show notes. And you can also tell your friends, give us a review, say nice things about us in public. That will also mean an awful lot to us, and we will be very grateful. Anything else we have to say at this point? Nope. All right. Then I've been Paul Moffat. I've been Jan Moffat. Chicklypuff. Pika, Pika. Chicklypuff. Pika. Balbazar. Armander. (laughs) Mr. Mime.